What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lunch Beers Podcast, presented by the Podcast Room. There's just two of us tonight, myself, Brother Frank, the multi-talented Eli on the vocals and the ones and twos producing. We dive into the vibe of the office around the holidays, offering up my body parts for our soccer star in the World Cup and every game this past week in the NFL. Crack a beer and let us make love to your ears. So, honest question here. Do you think people are happier in the office in the holidays, or do you think it's more depressing to be in the office in the holidays? Ooh, that's a good question. I actually think it's a lot more depressing. I feel that this time of year, no one wants to be here. Everyone is just kind of thinking about their next day off. Yeah, and I know in your industry and in industries that I've worked, um, year-end typically is a pretty big deadline. So to add in all of the plans you have in your personal life, you're also tossing in like the crazy work atmosphere of corporate, let's get this done, one, one, like this is a fire alarm. So I entirely agree with that sentiment. It is, It feels like a black hole sometimes emotionally being out there. Yeah, so um, in my job, the... You know, the, the calendar year is the normal year. So Jan 1 to what, December 31st, right? Something 30, like that. 365. Yeah, whatever's the last day in December. I'm not a calendar guy. I don't know if there's 30 or 31 days in Who December. I'll do the knuckle thing real quick. But, um, but yeah, so my job, it's the normal calendar year. And I feel like, uh, everyone, you know, wants to, uh, you know, it's crunch time, right? It's holiday bonus time. But I just feel like no one wants to be in the office, especially in this working climate. Um, no one wants to be there if you are in the office. And if you're not in the office, it's the holidays, man. Like, how are you not with family, drinking, eating? It's just like a free-for-all, right? Like, from what, November to yeah. The middle of January? No rules. Dude, there's no rules whatsoever. You're spending more than you can afford. You're eating more than your body can account for. You're drinking every other day. Um, I mean, that's like, you know, this is a great place to drop in an ad for why a lunch beer is just phenomenal for every working class man. Woman, however you identify, beer does not discriminate, okay? It's the holidays. You're feeling bogged down. Take a step out. Go to your local pub. See the lights. Have a pilsner. 12 o'clock. Dude, like, that is the salute. We are the solution right now to this holiday dread. Yes, definitely. A beer in the office makes the holidays go by quicker. Um, I know we talked about like holiday parties and stuff, but I feel like the overall vibe in the office these last two months of the year is just so down, so terribly down. And it's kind of, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, uh, it's kind of like if, um, if you're, if your family just abandoned you and you're just kind of alone, home alone. Yeah. Home alone too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Home Alone 2, it's like Home Alone, right? Your family left you, and you're alone in the office. 
That's how this time of year feels like. Um, it's a time that, you know, HR says uh, it should be joyful, but no one's joyful. No. No. Absolutely not. No one wants to work. So why would you be joyful? We just go drink beers. A lot of beer. This beer. Which beer? Galaxy Quench. Oh. Did I get it right? That is right. <laughs> Let's go. That I is correct. Should I take my shirt off now? Yes. Um, <laughs> Ten minutes ago. So, yeah, Galaxy Quench, uh, Home Field Advantage, Brewworks, IPA, five-ish percent, Citra Hops, Sad Boy Hops. Ooh, Citra Hops should be Sad Boy Hops. I kind of like that. I'm Sad we Boy. We should make that a thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm – yeah. <laughs> Get it on a T-shirt at your local Walmart within the next 30, 30 minutes. This is a good beer, man. 5.4% ABV. Yeah. Um, it, the drinkability's high. I could crush it these. It bites a little. Especially but, if they're cold. Yeah, it's got a little bite. I think um, the drinkability, like you said, though, it, it goes down. The citrus is nice. Um, like number-wise, what, what do you have for this one? Yeah, so I'm going to go first off, shout out Drew at Fegley's for the cups because we did purchase a – what is this called? A crowler? Growler? Uh, I think we got a growler. I think Crowler's a smaller one. Okay, so um, a growler for me and Eli. Just put that – just note that. It's only us if you haven't noticed by yeah, now. No, notate <laughs> that. Um, so a growler for us. Uh, this is a good beer. I feel like uh, just with the drinkability alone and the five point four percent ABV, uh, this is going to be high up there. I mean, it's all citrus all the time from the moment it touches your lips uh, to the aftertaste. Um, pretty high percent. I'm going to go with a 7.2, 7.2 Galaxy Quench. It's quenching my thirst. Yeah, I love the uh, name. <laughs> One of those little uh, stare at the sky uh, star boys. But um. It's just, it's just, this is like the definition of an IPA to me. Um, I'm probably going to land around just like a very average. I just want this number to translate average. I'm going to go with like a 6.2. We'll do 6.2. It does taste pretty good. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, this is an average IPA for me, but it does have a good taste. I like that. I like that. Okay. Moving on. To the most important topic of this whole podcast, I just want to make it known that right now, at this very moment, myself, Frankie Zayas, will give his dick to Christian, say his last name, Eli. Polisic. <laughs> I will give him my dick right now if he needs it in order for him to play this Saturday. Uh, the World Cup, USA, Dude, advances. up, bro. I got myself a hoagie. I got or a submarine. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, a hero, if you will, and some mozzarella sticks, and watch that game. And I had a great American time in my living room. Hey, they're all heroes. Um, so you know, we're coming from a perspective. Oh, me, I'll just talk for myself here. I don't really watch soccer, of course. Um, I probably watched uh, two MLS games in the last year. Zero uh, premier or premier. However, the correct pronunciation is, I don't give a fuck. Um, I probably watched like one or two of those games, but I will root on the US of A and the World Cup like my life depended on it. And we are advancing.
because we beat the fuck out of Iran. One nil. Yeah, dude, that was a great game. Um, the golden generation, baby. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, the United States is here. We uh, we have our hot dogs, our fireworks. We have our baseball, our apple pies. And England didn't think we could keep up with them when we tied them. Mm, you're the same as us. The tie heard around the world is Yeah, what people are saying. Yeah, we can tie you in soccer, but you can't touch us in football. So pay attention to that. Yeah, or anything else that ever happened. <laughs> Cuisine, dude, it branches further than sports, bro. And then we go against Iran. Pulisic puts his on the line, and we go up 1-0, and we win. That and goal was sick. And we are the youngest team in the World Cup right now. So if we can put up a fight, like, these guys will be back. These guys will be back with almost half a decade more training together as a team because they are the most likely to stay together. First off, Netherlands, Holland, the Dutch, whichever you go by, it's a bad day to wake up in the Netherlands. I'm going to tell you that. A bad one. It's a bad day. So Dutch oven from here on out will be known as a freedom oven until after Saturday. For you Dutch people out there, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Dutch oven no more. Freedom oven. We're coming for that ass. You're welcome. Um yeah, so shout out shout out USA. You know what? It's cool about the World Cup. It feels like we haven't had something cuz obviously, you know, the USA didn't make the World Cup in the last one whatever on purpose. Yeah, on purpose just to get people off tilt for this one, but it's just awesome when a whole country comes behind like one team, right? Like I feel like we haven't had something like this since I don't know, like Philly's first Astros. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm talking about like every single person in the United States. Like yeah. no one is not in this equation. We haven't had something where the whole country is behind a team and like the scenes is just awesome. Like everywhere you look, the the bars, the streets after the game, Everyone's on one single page rooting for one single team. Like, that's just fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm really excited for this Saturday. No matter what happens, I feel like it's all gravy after this because this team, like Eli said, is young. You know, they haven't really hit their stride yet. A lot of people weren't expecting them to even make it out the group stage. But here they are in the knockout round. Um, so looking looking pretty forward to it. Uh, it's going to be cool. Oh, real quick. This one thing that I wanted to bring up. Okay, Poland, Mexico. I was talking to Eli about this earlier. So they were tied, right? So um, at the end of the day, hold on. Let me bring up this shit because it's crazy, guys. Okay, so after today, their group is done. Poland and Argentina advance, right? Mexico and Saudi Arabia get sent home. So... Poland and Mexico actually tied with points. They're both at four, but Poland advances on the goal differential, right? So they have a, essentially one more goal in that goal differential. Saudi Arabia played Mexico today, and Mexico won. Saudi Arabia scored in the 95th minute, meaning they scored an extra time. So by that, that ruined the goal differential. So let's just say Saudi Arabia never scored in the 95th minute. That means they would have went to some tiebreakers, right? So the first tiebreaker is a goal differential, which Poland won. 
but let's say they're both at you know zero zero goal differential. The next tiebreaker would have been uh, goals scored, which they tied again two two. The next tiebreaker is um, fuck. What was it? Soccer brain. Where was it? I'm bringing it up. Fuck. Not goals scored. No, it was After. um. Not the card. No, it was uh, it was goal differential, goal scored, and oh, head to head matchup, which Poland and Mexico tied in their matchup, meaning the thing after that. So to decide who would have went to the World Cup if Saudi Arabia never scored in ninety fifth minute, it would have been between Poland and Mexico, and it would have been who had the less red and yellow cards. How the fuck can that determine who moves on in the World Cup? That blows my mind, and that's soccer in a nutshell. Just play again. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just have Poland and Mexico play again Even at that point? Even if they just play half. Okay. So I explained that a little bad. So if Saudi Arabia never scored in the last minute, it would have been goal differential. They would have been tied. It would have been um, – uh, uh, goal scored, they would have been tied. It would have been head-to-head matchup. They fucking tied when they played each other, Poland and Mexico. It would have came down to red cards and yellow cards. That just blows my mind. Um, but luckily, Saudi Arabia scored in the 95th minute, and Poland advances. Shout out Poland. Okay, moving on to the NFL, the most important sport of the week as The real always. football. Yeah, the real football. <laughs> We're just going to run through some games. Uh, let's talk, Frank. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk. talk. Moving on from Thanksgiving, because, you know, that was a while ago at this point, but. So last year. Bucks Browns. Tom Brady is five and six, and, uh, the Browns are four and seven. The Browns won. I feel like, uh, Todd Bowles is a big old dum dum. He is not a good coach. Uh, he had Tom Brady in Browns territory multiple times and punted in the second half. That's a mistake. I mean, I that's like. uh, that's what you want to do. Uh, you want to get it there and not close. Uh, you know that girl you want to you want to you want to talk to at the bar. You see a future with her. You know, maybe things will work out. Right as you're about to get her number, you just walk away. That's a that's diff- Todd Bowles. Yeah, that's Todd Bowles, but not Deshaun Watson. He is coming back next week, Ugh. and he closes. Okay, he's he is. That's throw- going to be. He's throwing out his feelers. Because he wants to just know how the NFL will, uh, you know, recept him. Um, so Browns Texans next week is going to be a big matchup. Can we uh, just can we talk about the arc there of just everything going on with a top tier quarterback like that returning off a scandal like he did? First off, I want to say Jacoby Brissett is relieved. He is uh-huh. done. He doesn't have to play no more. Yeah. <laughs> he is just like, I did my thing. I want to get paid and do nothing after this. Alex Moran. Yeah, that's Jaco- Alex Moran. That's Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> so I know he's happy. But um, when we see Deshaun Watson do good, do bad, I mean, there's going to be a I mean, the ripple effect. It's inevitable. It doesn't matter what he does. It's going to dominate sports news over the next month. But it's crazy to see. 
And I mean, he has the ability to make that team like pretty legit. Yeah, I mean, there's hey, you know what? And the AFC, AFC, the AFC, they showed the graphic of in the hunt, and every team besides the Texans are in the hunt right now in the AFC. That's how it's bad disgusting. the bottom of the AFC is. Every team besides the Texans is in the hunt. It must have been the longest in the hunt graphic I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It was just attendance. <laughs> <laughs> It was just every team in the AFC. Oh, are you in the AFC? The okay, hop. Yeah, come on. Come on. Is, We're your, is your name not the Texans? Going okay, the come playoffs. on. Um, okay, Bengals, Titans. Now, Eli, Yo, I'm going to let you yeah, take this one. Bad beats, man. Dude, we got bad beats across the board on this one. I got Derrick Henry every which way. Every which way you could ever Ooh. imagine. That's me as a Ooh. better. That's me as a Ooh. better. I know. It's brutal, dude. But I got Derrick Henry every which way. So I got him in fantasy. I got him in one-on-one bets with Saquon Barkley. I took him as anytime touchdown scorer that week. And I'm going to get to my loss in fantasy by two points. This man fumbled the ball on the three, and I'm being generous with three-yard line. You are so big that if you get tackled, you land in the end zone. The fact that the ball is not covered, and I'm not... I'm not even going to trash talk Derrick Henry, okay? Because this man is a beast, and he has padded my pockets almost as much as Tom Brady. But he's number two on my list. But, dude, that one just hurt my soul. I lost in fantasy because of it, anytime touchdown score because of it. Dude, that that play was so brutal to watch. Unreal, and Derrick Henry never fumbles. It's out of character. That's why you almost feel bad, like, roasting him for it. Yeah. I, but it was so crazy that, like, you have to talk about it. Yeah, I agree, man. I still um, love him, though. I want to say publicly, I love Derrick Henry. <laughs> I agree. It's just, it's it's crazy because, and that would have been his first receiving touchdown of the year, too. He has not it, scored dude. a receiving touchdown. Like, I wanted that for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just, like, frustrating. I felt like. Dude, that DB or linebacker, whoever it was from the Bengals, I mean, he came, and that was the hardest swat of my life that yeah, I've ever seen. he harder than Jake Paul. That's for sure. A lot harder <laughs> than Jake Paul. <laughs> dude, unreal, unreal swat. Uh, Bengals end up winning 2016. Bad beat all around for your boy, Eli. Uh, Derek Henry, we still love him. Tractor Cito, I, I still love him too, even though I'm rooting against him. Goat, dude. Um, <laughs> okay. Dolphins, Texans, Tua, like this was a college game. Yo. This felt like Alabama playing Southwestern University of Tennessee State Polytech. This okay. was over <laughs> in like the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, Tua didn't play the whole second half. Dude, and the thing with the Dolphins is they've had probably more I'll just label it controversy just in general than any team I remember because they went from being extremely just a well-oiled machine to the traumatic Tua injury, back-to-back concussions, defensing, to questioning McDaniel and everybody else, back to on top again. This second Tua feels all right. I mean, this team is like pretty crazy to watch at this point because you don't even know what they're capable of sometimes. Yeah, I mean, Tua hasn't lost the game that he started. Dude, he hasn't missed a step after an injury that would probably put some people in a wheelchair. Yeah, it it really is crazy. Um, And like I said, this game was over in the second quarter. I think they scored like 20, 
one points in the I had the Texans quarter. on a teaser, and they were plus 20, and I wasn't covering within like a quarter and a half, and then covered on garbage time because of, like you said, backups and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, Skylar Thompson was in that quarterback the whole sec. I think he even came in in like the end of the second quarter into the half. Like it was, it was crazy. It, it was just, just it was a college game. Yeah, they were like they can't compete. See you later. <laughs> this was a college game. Um, you're embarrassed yeah. if you're at Houston right yeah. now. It's that simple. Shout out Lovey Smith though. I like him as a as a person, as a coach. He's just he's just riding that wave. One nine and one. Um, yeah. Shout out Lovey Smith. Shout out Lovey Smith. Okay. Uh, Bears Jets. Mike White, the legend, Dude. lives on. Yeah, I, I made the mistake of betting before Justin Fields was out, and that that burnt me. Oh, Mike White that is rough. Came in. That is rough. Mike White and I saw. You know what? You know what really bothered me, Frank, in the middle of the day. I'm probably like six yings deep, and um, I see a gif of just Mike White just blinking at the crowd, yeah. just <laughs> winking. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what, man? Like, whatever, dude. <laughs> like, you got. Dude, it. let me read you the stat line: twenty-two for twenty-eight, three hundred and fifteen yards, three touchdowns. The last time. <laughs> He threw for 195 in the first half. The last time a New York Jets quarterback threw for 195 in one half, it was himself last year. Um, tough look for Zach Wilson. It's it's <laughs> the same wash. It's the Washington shit, dude. Like your backup is better than your starter. Yep. Like if you believe in the starter, sure, let them develop and then earn their spot back from the backup they lost it to. Dude, if Mike White was, I mean, this guy was undrafted. If Mike White was a first-round pick, it, it, it would be unreal at this point because when he came in uh, for an injured Zach Wilson last year, he was way better than Zach Wilson. But because he was undrafted and Zach Wilson, of course, was you know drafted uh, in the first round when he came back, he sat the bench. But he just – that team loves him more. I feel like Elijah Moore, right? Was essentially yeah. <laughs> done with the Jets. Like he wanted nothing to do with the Jets. He hated them, demanding his, a trade. His locker room interviews were brutal. The the thing with Elijah Moore is, you know, it's not just him because the rest of the Jet wide receivers and locker room was all behind him. Like when he scored that touchdown, Garrett Wilson came up with it, came up to him, and he was the happiest dude I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Garrett Wilson was so fucking happy. Elijah Moore scored, and during his uh. Uh, Post game interview, his teammates were just yelling, "Free E, E's now free, free that man!" Like it's crazy how much Zach Wilson sucks. That's brutal. I mean, <laughs> dude, if you're if you're pissing off top tier talent at wideout as a quarterback, like you're doing something wrong. And like again, I'll I'll compare the two. I mean, it's the Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin thing. Carson Wentz is the guy, right? He gets hurt. Taylor Heineke comes in. The team plays better with Taylor Heineke. T Taylor Heineke finds Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin had some of the worst numbers at wideout compared to what he was expected to do the first half of the season. I think Wentz played six games, right? Heineke comes what? in. Exactly. <laughs> Heineke comes in, and all of a sudden, dude, Scary Terry is like a top-tier wideout. He's top five every week. Bro, he's catching on an out route, in route. Dude, he's going up, down, slants. He's being caught in progression. Terry's out there somewhere. Like, you talked about it. Taylor Heineke put it on a shirt at this point. 
I mean, like, <laughs> fuck it, Terry down there. Dude, these guys have to understand their talent. I don't understand how if you're a bad quarterback, you're not looking for the guy who can bail you out the most. That's the thing. Garrett Wilson, before we move on real quick, Garrett Wilson has four touchdowns. Two of them thrown by Joe Flacco. Two of them thrown by uh, Mike White. Like Eli just said, your best player, your best option, your best receiver, how do you not just find them? How do you not incorporate them into that offense? Speaking of the commanders, the commanders just won again. 19-13 against the Falcons. What is this, uh, six-game winning streak? Five? Six and one in the last seven. Jeez. I <laughs> uh, know. Yeah. Talk that talk, my guy. It's nice. Um, dude, it reminds me of when Alex Smith was with us, and we were you know, doing real well in the NFC, and you know, he got hurt, and that was terrible for him over everything else. But, you know, it's they have that energy. Um, everybody knew I wasn't happy when we got Carson Wentz. I don't really know that anybody would be. Uh, Taylor Heineke, you know, you got to give the guy credit. I've I've trash talked him a couple times but you know he's getting the job done so he's earned my respect i'll give him that um i've learned don't say somebody's not a franchise quarterback because if they're winning games they're winning games so who cares about the long run if you're winning today dude win on sunday party on monday enjoy the time uh the defense bailed us out on this one a hundred percent hell of a play on the interception at the end i was dude freaking out my phone, I didn't know where it was for like five minutes because I just jumped out of my fucking seat and just lost it when they got that pick. But it was sketchy. They could have won more comfortably, but it's great to see the team just playing well. Love that. Love that. And then Arthur Smith just looks like such a big dumb dumb on the sideline. <laughs> ba- he is. I don't think he's a good coach. <laughs> Moving on to another bad coach in the NFL. Probably the worst in my opinion. Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos lost to the Panthers 23-10 Russell Wilson that's right he's the worst and Nathaniel Hackett's the worst I think at one point uh was his name Mike Purcell um came up to Russell as the defense again the Broncos defense is very very good um the stat goes what if uh if 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 the offense scored more than eighteen or nineteen points every week, the Broncos would be nine and two at this point. It's disgusting. Eight eight and three maybe. What's like, uh what's Russell's contract? Dude, they paid him a lot of money. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for Nathaniel Hackett because he got put in a tough position because his two hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback is not playing well at all. I'm not taking any blame from Russell. Russell Wilson sucks. Going back to the Mike Purcell thing, he came up to Russell as the defense came up with a big stop, walking to the sideline, and I don't know if it was something Russell Wilson said that triggered him. He went up to Russell and just chewed him the fuck out. And it was funny, too, because Nathaniel Hackett was right there just pretending like everything was fine. Like He was like that dog in the fire meme. Like everything's fine. It's all that, fine. That was Nathaniel Hackett as Mike Purcell was chewing out his franchise, his two hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback, chewing his ass out right behind him. Um, I just think it's very funny. Uh, big fan of what's going on with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Uh, really, really funny stuff. You got to call people out. Yeah, at the, at that point you have to. I mean, you got a Sam, job to do. <laughs> Sam Darno is making you look like fucking idiots. Yeah, that's bad. That you can't do that. Really There's bad. No excuse. Okay, uh, Ravens Jags. Ooh, Jared, 
tough one for you. Dude, uh, you might want to put the mic. What do you tell little kids? Microphones, headsets. Yeah, just don't listen. Cover your ears. Yeah. This was a bad loss for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, really bad loss. Not so, and people want to blame Lamar Jackson. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the Ravens in general. Uh, a lot of Lamar Jack, I mean, I think, uh, the Ravens receivers dropped, I don't know, five touchdowns that hit their hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, not really blaming Lamar Jackson, but you know, he does have blame. He ultimately, um, get, he's, he's chief of staff. Yeah. He's chief so of he staff. gets in trouble. Yeah. But exactly. it's not his fault. Yeah, uh, the balls on Doug Peterson to go for those two points and win the game. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Get big. Dude, you're, you're not fighting for anything at this point in your season. Dude, get big. Teach those guys what a pressure moment feels like. Like, go for it. Like, that's the thing with teams like the Jags. A loss isn't going to make that big of a difference in that franchise. You look 10 years from now, oh, they finished middle of the pack. Right. They're going to do that either way. Put those guys in those big moments. Give them those pressure plays. Like, make them better players, dude. Like, that is so significant experience. Yeah, I agree. That's that's very well said because, like, Doug Peterson wins the locker room. He wins the locker room. He wins Trevor Lawrence, you know, appreciation. He wins the team over with a move like that, and it becomes successful. Like, that's his team. Hell like, yeah. Like, for the next couple of years. And you love to see it. Yeah, those I mean, guys are fun to watch. Trevor Lawrence's best best game as a pro. Uh, his his uh, fuck, what was it? His one touchdown to Marvin Jones, I think. Where I mean, the ball was perfectly placed. That was and gross. Marvin Jones didn't even get two feet in. He got like his one foot in his shin, which counts as two feet. That that ball that Trevor Lawrence threw was insane. The catch was insane. Everything about it was just insane. Um, love to see that. Sorry, Jared. I know that was a tough loss. Sorry to myself. I'm officially out of Survivor, which fucking sucks because I had the Ravens. And Andrew's last... dropping that touchdown also made me lose a step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my last, my l- very last league. Uh, so yeah, that, a lot um, of pain. Yeah, a lot of pain there. Um, but it's okay because, hey, we're here for all the pain, right? Um, Chargers. And another big dick move, Chargers beating the Cardinals. It's it's crazy to me that um, people need to uh, f- find a way to put down Justin Herbert in order for Tua to look good. Like I get it, you know, same draft class. You know, they're always they're going to be mentioned in history together. But I, I'm not taking away anything from what Tua is doing. But it's just there's no way. You can watch these games with your eyeballs and be like, yeah, I'm going to take Tua over Justin Herbert. Like, it's just yeah. crazy. There's a, yeah, there's a creativity different. Like, it's just two different styles of football. And, like, the pocket passer, comfortable guy who's a towering dude who can get a yard if he needs to is always going to be the choice. Like, we love the flash, like, you know, to his career has been illustrious, even back to Bama when he was getting plugged in for Jalen Hurts in the championship. Like, he's that guy. But at the end of the day, Peyton Manning's, the Tom Brady's, like, they're the ones who are really, really, like, at the top of their class. So I'm always going to go for that style guy. Yeah, and I get it. Like, it's just one thing. Like, numbers don't lie. And I'm the biggest 
uh, win loss record is not a quarterback stat. I'm I'm big on that, and I know a lot of people bring up Justin Herbert's record. Um, he's essentially a 500 quarterback, um, but he's also I don't know 11 touchdowns away in the last couple of games here to break Dan Marino's record of most touchdowns in the first three seasons. And let me say this. First off, Dan Marino played in a different time, so his number should, you know, stand by itself. But it's pretty significant if Justin Herbert's, you know, breaking that record. Um, I mean, under him is what? Like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, like those kind of quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. I, it's just hard for me to say, yeah, I'm going to take Tua over Justin Herbert at this point. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the Chargers won and hey, they got flexed, right? Uh, two weekends from now, I think uh, Chargers Dolphins got flexed in a Sunday night. So we'll see what happens there. I like that. Uh, moving on to another game, Raiders Seahawks, which I'm in. A, I'm in a. I'm in a tough place, right? Because I do want to see the Seahawks make the playoffs, play well, because of the whole Russell Wilson thing. But the Seattle Seahawks are also like the number one contenders for stopping the NFC East for all four teams making it. So it's kind of tough because on one hand it's like, yeah, I want them to make the playoffs, them to hold like a second uh, pick in the first round because of how shitty the Broncos are. But it would also be pretty cool if all four teams in the NFC make the playoffs. Yeah, we want the East. I, My only dog in this fight is I want the East to make the playoffs. Be the best ever. Be yeah, the best that, division ever. That would be cool. Josh Jacobs, though, insane, you know, run to, to win the game. That was really cool. The Raiders are just, their offense is there. I don't know. It's just like a team thing, maybe. They're a very weird team. They're like, they might be the best four and seven team ever <laughs> at this point. Which team? The Raiders. I feel like the Lions are the best four and seven team. Uh, I don't know. That's a good point too. I mean, the Raiders could be too. The Jaguars could be as well. I feel like at this point in time in the NFL, there's all these teams that, you know, luck just hasn't gone their way. Uh, okay. Moving on to the game. I don't really want to spend too much time on. So I'll just touch on it real quick. The Rams Chiefs. This whole game, I thought it was the. Chargers Cardinals, right? Because the same colors were on my TV. You kind of expect a 25-24 game out of the Rams Chiefs. This game sucked. It was boring. I'll just say it's, you know, I'll just say it. Bryce Perkins, you suck, man. And Not you know, good. nothing against you is cool. Way better than that, us. Yeah, way better than I would do in that situation. But it's just it is what it is, man. This game just sucked. The 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 Chiefs were dominant. Um and, yeah, it is what it is. Saints 49ers, not too much there either. Uh, the 49ers are just a physical team. I don't know why the fuck Dennis Allen isn't starting Jameis Winston. He's healthy from Jameis's accounts. Um, it's just do something different, right? Like it's like insan- it, – what is it? The definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yes, Stop. sir. Hey, Andy Dalton, nice guy. Stop playing fucking Andy Dalton. Um, last, uh, any thoughts on those last two games? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's Patrick just really should have scored more, and I would have won again. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's just tough. Ending with the the Sunday night game, the Eagles are a powerhouse. We've all known it. Jalen Hurts run. 
He's just such a physical runner. It's unreal. He's scary strong. Yeah, he's just scary strong for a quarterback running the ball. Um, and then he has, you know, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. He's a great passer as well. Um, oh, my God. 17 carries, 157 yards. He was 16 for 28 for 153 and two touchdowns. I mean, him and Patrick Mahomes, front runners for MVP. Yeah. Uh, it's It's hard to <laughs> – it's hard to avoid Jalen Hurts' name uh, MVP talks. You want to include guys like Jefferson for that big fourth down catch, but when you have a quarterback, they said uh, the first quarterback to run for over 100 yards in a quarter in the last 30 years. I, like, give me one sentence that beats that for MVP. Yeah. Like, seriously, tough. like, three decades at a stat that's so dominant in the secondary part of the position is not even funny. Yeah, and then what? Steelers beat the Colts 24-17. Sleeper. Yeah, that was a sleeper, too. Don't blame any of you guys if you slept through this. Uh, Kenny Pickett, eh, looked all right. Uh, Not much to take away. But moving on to our fantasy update brought to you by Eli. Yeah, the uh, good win on Stefan this week. Two points he got me. The Derrick Henry killed me. Just so many ways. Uh, So congrats to him. Kyle with another big win against Fryer Me Up. Formerly Tony Gawk. Uh, we'll love the names. Pawtucket Pats beat Tyler in the uh, Toilet Bowl of the Week, 109-86. Your boy Juice with 109 over Chicago Beers, 76. Frank figured that out. Unsolicited Dak picks lost by .06 to Troy Naden. Two-pine conversion. Ooh. Very close game. And lastly, Thurn Lager Walsh taking out the 10-1 and fade Cosa. Buck 32-101, to so... Little bit of a switch up in that ten and one uh, status right there. Boom, love it. Moving on to our locks of the week. Okay, thank you, Kirk. Big old blowout of the Vikings. I know this was two weeks ago at this point, but big old blowout gets me to eight and three, eight and three in the season. And um, me and our guy Tyler had an emotional win over the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, I was very Team Michigan. Michigan. Let's go. Team Michigan. Ohio who? Fuck Ohio State. Um, but I'm going to ride with him again. I just feel this energy between us at this point. Uh, I'm going to ride with him again. Chargers money line, minus 120. Chargers money line to beat the Ravens. Both coming off big, dramatic, emotional wins. But the Chargers are the better team. Don't overthink it. Chargers money line. Yeah, continue to don't overthink it. I'm six and five, not quite as dominant as Frank, but uh, Chiefs minus one and a half against the Bengals. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like, Jamar is looking to be back from his hip injury. Um, he looked like he could have been back last week, but they're taking a safe approach a little bit. So even when he does come back, I'm expecting like a 50 to 75% clip the first week. I'm willing to bet against that. Uh, Chiefs minus one and a half. That's all we need. Uh, Jared, not in studio, sent in a lock. We have a two-part teaser, the Dolphins plus 10, Titans plus 11.5, and, and minus 120. Uh, great value, great value off of Jared right there. Um, I don't know, he's six four one, and I do not know if he won his last week, but either way, he's still over 500, so you know you can trust him. And uh, on top of that, just go to our website or our Twitter or our TikTok or something and just Any look at them. stuff. Do it. See if, and if it's bad, tell us, and then we'll do what we'll do. What you want us to do? We'll we'll sell out right here, right now. 
You just tell me what you want, and I'll sell out. I'll sell it all, everything. 